Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. The following was inspired by a recent lecture from Father Scott Trainer and Dr. Chris Bergwald. When you align the nail on the wood, you should hammer it against the grain. Hammering a nail down the grain of the wood is likely to split the wood and ruin it. And add to this the example which nature provides that salmon would never survive if at one point they weren't drawn back to their roots and swim upstream. You see, man's nobility is found in places where he can build the ties that bind, where the roots of faith and reason draw him ever closer to the Creator God, where virtue, strength, and honor are required to fight against the devil's order because he understands that the only kind of men who can easily align, easily get along, easily fit together, and be put in order so that they will stay in their place and not go against the grain are the corpses of men, not those who are fully alive. If I am prone to make mistakes every day, prone to anxiety and fear every day, prone to the multitude of human inadequacies inflicted upon mankind— Yet there is not a single second in my lifespan and yours that God does not think about each of us. Then why wouldn't I want to have a conversation with him? Just to see how the game plan was progressing. He made everything, knows everything, understands everything. He seems very interesting given what people say about him. And his own autobiography is the greatest read of all time. Plus the nobility of man originates in God making us in his own image. Not to mention that we are currently on a mission that he has set out for us. The mission is simply to ask God to introduce us to someone whom we can talk to about him. Then ask that someone what the person's encounter with God has been like, and then tell him what ours has been like. Now, I know that many will say there's a lot more to it than that. And yes, there is, because you never run out of material to discuss. And this tends to cause relationships to build. And when men build their relationships with God, unbelievable things take place. You know, it all began like this. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon and Andrew, and they were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. The call called them to something higher. And the rest of the story is really quite remarkable. It's filled with incredible courage, redemption, heroes, villains, miracles, and wonder. In a church where everyone can gather and experience the real presence of God. Now, I know that many will say that there is a lot more to the story than this. And yes, there is. There are also things that have divided us since Pope Leo X decided to grant indulgences for those giving money to the construction of St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, or Martin Luther's declaration that reason was the devil's whore. Now consider this story from history. It's back in the 1920s. The French had very little confidence that the American, British, and Italians would be of much support if Germany would attack again after the Versailles Treaty at the end of World War I. On top of that, Germany had faced little damage in comparison to the French during the war and had a population of 70 million compared to 40 million in France. Nervous and with much concern, the French, acting on their own, constructed the Maginot Line, an elaborate line of defenses with artillery, shelters, railways, and supply chains to defend their borders where the last invasion from Germany took place. However, 
When Germany decided to invade France in World War II, they simply went around the Maginot Line and seized the French by the throat once more. The moral of the story? Don't fight the last battle again. Fight today's. We might also remember that it was the Allies who finally came together and defeated the Germans and freed the French. Now, if we have moved from a culture of Christendom, which some say began to diminish at the conclusion of World War I, to an apostolic culture like the first century church encountered, then it has now arrived in full scale. Therefore, we must understand the climate of the day and stop fighting the battles of the past. Consider that the culture of 1922, shortly after World War I, was closer to the culture of Jesus' time in Nazareth than the culture of 1922 is to the present culture of today, 2022. Yes, we all understand that today we have many more ways and means to accomplish things. Yet history proves to us that man will repeat his own errors regardless of his technology. Because technology has no mind, no conscience, nor arms and legs to combat the seven deadly sins that plague all of mankind. But one single man asking another man what that person's encounter with God has been like and then telling him what his has been like. This is greater than all the technology. If you want to make a difference in the battle, it's the greatest weapon within the arsenal. Some will obviously question that if thefts were so, then why did we lose the culture of Christendom? Well, maybe things just began to move too fast. We didn't pay attention. We didn't do the things we should, and we let our moral fabric decay more quickly in this past century. At this point, it really doesn't matter where the blame belongs. That won't get us anywhere. There's an enemy at the gate who is extremely well-armed, and they will take no prisoners. It's time to respond. Let us not make the mistake of fighting the last battle again or forsake our allies. It's a simple question. Lord, to whom shall I speak? Asking, what has your encounter with God been like? And listening to their story and then telling them what yours has been like. Where that conversation goes from there is completely up to God. Remember, you asked him to introduce you. He's doing the heavy lifting on this. Like Joshua said, you just need to be strong and courageous. Be the tie that binds. It all began with Peter and Andrew, remember? They were the first. Two fishermen who would live the rest of their lives going against the grain. Because they understood that the only fish who swim with the current are those that are dead. In the epic Lord of the Rings, the hero was Frodo, a hobbit, who said to Gandalf, I wish it need not have happened in my time. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all those who live to see such times. That is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum.